that time it is. We can let down our hair. The moon is high, and we are lunatics now. It's deep into safe harbor. It's dark 30. I'm Vance Pollock on behalf of Joshua P. Warren, and now is the time you should turn off your radio if you don't want to hear some potentially outrageous material, because this is when we kick back down a shot of hard liquor and try to have some fun, and I'll be your creepy guide across the river sticks. Abandon that hope. My flaps were on frickin' fire in the studio <laughs> with producer Sam the Animal Steel and inve- <laughs> investigator Shelley Wright of Wright's Coin Shop and Nevermore Mystical Arts. We talked a little bit about a new shipment of goodies coming into Nevermore Mystical Arts, 1271 Sweeten Creek Road, but uh, I didn't ask you how business is next door at Wright's Coin. The family business uh been going for something like 44 44 years. years yeah and it's it's been very busy everybody is selling and they've got this fabulous selection of silver bars and that's just with me casually looking in the cases as i waltz in there every now and then shelly's over here on our her smartphone conducting business during the breaks or during the show and <laughs> while we're me and sam are are, are swapping movie trivia We've decided we're not going to put you on the spot too much about the movie trivia, Shelly. But uh, while me and Sam are <laughs> off on a tangent, Shelly's over here on her phone uh, wheeling and dealing. Because even though you're in charge of Nevermore, that that's a full-time job. But you, you're still in the coin business. I am. I am. I, I still have customers, clients, friends that I I look out for and I I have I have their kids birthdays in my day planner <laughs> so that we don't forget what we need to get them so Asheville folks should make friends with Wright's Coin Shop the, the folks at Wright's Coin Shop amazing can you say uh you were talking about the uh silver you were making a transaction Earlier, while we were taping the show, you sold some considerable number of ounces of silver uh, yeah. while we were sitting here I, tonight. 110 ounces just wow. sitting here. Just, yeah. So, precious metals always in demand, and Wright's Coin Shop is your local connection. Uh, even people around the, the globe can go by the uh, the website or, or check in with Wright's Coin Shop. What's the telephone number? It's 828-298-5402. And again, I, I've told you people enough that you, and Josh was, we've been telling you for years to get down to Wright's Coin Shop. There's still that listener out there who's on the fence for whatever reason. Uh, one day, one day next week, perhaps, you're going to be sitting around after lunch. You're going to have an hour free and it's going to pop into your head. Today's the day I need to visit Wright's Coin Shop and never more. And yeah. they're going to hop in the car or the hearse or the hearse <laughs> or on their bike. Might as well <laughs> succumb to peer pressure. 1271 Sweeten Creek Road. And I think that's exit 51. Yes. Off of Interstate 40 headed south. Just yes. a couple miles uh, from Biltmore Village uh, out Sweeten Creek Road there. Across from the Retro Lube, it's 1271 Sweeten Creek Road, Wright's Coin Shop, and Nevermore 
mystical arts. It's always it's always a two for one because if uh, if I go out to the coin shop, if I'm, I've got business at the coin shop, I need to go in there and see Greg, or I want to ask about a token or some some obscure coin and generally somebody in there knows already or they know how to find out about it whatever your questions are about coins and collectibles or precious metals Wright's coin shop is your one-stop shop for all that sort of info but you gotta ne- go next door and see miss Shelley. you've got to and you and take in the aroma of her shop the atmosphere of her shop we talked earlier about uh, the flavor of, of violet <laughs> reminding you of having your your mouth washed out with soap maybe that's not such a pleasant memory but <laughs> the the sense of some of these candles and sachets and and incense i think it's a very aromatic shop i mean it's a pleasant place and for people to be able to go in there and see shelly and spend a few minutes and she sends you away with something that you can take home and it w- really will brighten up a room you know literally in the sense of the candle but the fragrances and and the aura the mood the atmosphere the good clean energy uh that shelly's products uh will bring into your life into your home worth the trip so there you go your two for one Wright's coin shop and nevermore mystical arts 1271 sweet and creek road and it's the dark 30 hour so uh you're going to want to uh look out <laughs> Uh, for for strange material, you've been warned. Tune out if you are squeamish, easily offended, etc. Because there are people out there in the world doing wrong things, and and we're going to put the spotlight in some dark corners this hour. Shelly, you ready over there? I'm ready. Police in. Florida are week. trying. What a week. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, you because never the know. town wasn't there. They didn't lead with the name of the town. Usually I'll, yeah. I'll be, be like, that's what Shelly was waiting for. So, yeah. uh, what is it? Do we even get around to this? Oh, come on. Man, we ruined the floor, flow. We're killing the fun here. Police Sorry. in Florida are trying to identify a woman they say pulled two guns on a convenience store clerk after he re- refused to accept a jar of dirty pennies as payment. Melbourne, there we go, it should have been. Uh, Melbourne, bing! Florida police said the woman showed up early Wednesday morning at a 7-Eleven, picked up a few items, and then gave the clerk the pennies. Police say the clerk told the woman the coins were dirty and gunked up. The clerk says the woman got angry and began throwing things after he told her there were way too many pennies for the store to accept, even if they were clean. Police say the woman told the clerk she was going to kill him before leaving the store and returning with two guns, one in each hand. She said she knew how to use them, too. She told the clerk that money is all legal and tender, (laughs) and he cannot deny her to use it, and he had to take her money, and she had guns to enforce her legal rights. The woman stood there and explained how money works to the cashier and telling him about her rights for several minutes. The clerk finally told the woman, just take your honey buns and go. That's a good quote. <laughs> Take your honey buns and go. Shelly, did you figure out what that uh, what the phrase is, like legal and tender or legal <laughs> tender? Well, it should be legal tender, but she was on a rant, and I believe that she intended to say legal and tender. <laughs> yeah, the clerk sustained only minor injuries in the confrontation. The woman fled the scene in a white four-door sedan. If apprehended, she could face a number of criminal charges, ag assault with a deadly weapon, battery, and criminal mischief over a hundred thousand, or no, over a thousand 
$1,500. Ironically, the woman overpaid for her item. She left the pennies there, uh, and she had overpaid by 13 cents with the dirty pennies. Pizza parallels. Pizza parallels. People coming to the door with a Ziploc bag full of coins to pay for their pizzas. Did you ever get it, well, Sam? And they I, tell I not, you it's this amount. I thought but I told it's, you it's not I, even rolled. I thought I told you my my most proud pizza story, which was the lady who did that, but without even a baggie, and just handed me a handful a of change. And said, "Don't bother counting it. It's exact." And I was like, thank you. And I started taking the pennies out, and I threw them at her. <laughs> Ooh. Like, threw them, not at her door. I threw them at her, and they fired me. Yeah, well, that, that's a good one to go out on. <laughs> oh, I didn't go out. They hired me back. <laughs> <laughs> and then the it's next re- time you got fired. I still hold a record. <laughs> it's a revolving door, this pizza trade. You can't shake a good pizza delivery driver once it gets in the I blood. I was the best. <laughs> You may do it again one day, Sam. You never know. Pick up an extra shift or two. I, I know a guy. Okay. Got to hook you up if you ever need just a night or two a week. Shout out to Madge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the worst, though. Uh, here, here's a, I went to a house one time, and they invited me in. They said, we've got the, the coins counted out over here, and they're rolled up, but we want to show you. And they had, like, stacks of 50 or probably stacks of 10 in arrangements of five units. So here's 50 pennies, and they were scraping them off in a styrofoam cup oh, as God. I observed them and agreed, okay, yeah, that's 50. That was the only way I was going to get Or the dudes paid. that would be, uh, how do you say, um, drug dealers? <laughs> and they would pull out a wad of uh, several thousand dollars in, like, hundreds and fifties, and then uh, be like, uh, you you got that extra twenty-two cents you owe me, right? Right, and not even tip you the leftover change, and you'd be like, "You've got eight thousand dollars in your pocket." <laughs> why? Why Let me kill all you the, to give me a chip? Always pizza parallels in the dark thirty hour to uh, <laughs> to bring a little levity to the dark matter here. People rescued after apartment removed stairs. In DeKalb County, Georgia, firefighters rescued several people trapped on the second floor of an apartment building after the complex removed the stairs. The staircase at Maple Walk Apartments in Decatur is the only way in and out of several homes. This is crazy. How can you cut off access to the stairs and everybody's in their apartments, a neighbor said. Other neighbors said they woke up to the stairs being removed and no way to get down. They found notices on their doors, obviously put there before the stairs were removed, <laughs> saying there would be no access to the stairs until Thursday. They gave us no notice, no nothing. They were already taking the stairs down when we got the notice this morning. They just stole our stairs at 7 a.m. when no one was awake. Uh, neighbors called the fire department, who came out with a ladder to help get people to safety. The rescued residents are now scrambling to find another place to stay until the stairs are fixed. The fire marshal said the complex could get cited for code violations. Uh, uh, management of the building was not answering the door for the fire marshal, media, or emergency responders. Maybe he couldn't get to the... Maybe they took away the breezeway to his door, too. <laughs> they took away the mudroom. I couldn't get to the door. <laughs> the foyer was missing. <laughs> the narthex. <laughs> It's speaking of strange. We're going to have a lot of fun here. Hope you will, too. Uh, lots more in store. Uh, warning you again, you may not want to stick around if you just don't have 
the stamina for the bizarre, the twisted, the sometimes downright rude and vulgar, because that's what Dark 30 is all about, friends, and we'll be right back. Speaking of strange... This is the Dark 30 Hour of Speaking of Strange. It's Joshua P. Warren speaking of strange. I'm Vance Pollock, your host in the studio with investigator Shelley Wright, who did uh, a very intense uh, editing, highlighting job she generally does because I'm I'm like uh, Ron Burgundy. If it's on there, I'll read it. <laughs> San Diego... Go screw yourself. Uh, man unleashes bed bugs at city office. Yeah, right. Did I? I didn't make it clear just now that uh, it's the dark thirty. Uh, it suggests material that is not uh, appropriate for all tastes. It's it is uh, kind of, of gritty. It's real. It's like the the pit of depravity part of the show. The description of of uh speaking of strange as the summit of man's knowledge to the pit of his depravity yes this is that uh dark pit of depravity man unleashes bed bugs at city office after not qualifying for benefits uh <laughs> this is a uh, low rent version of bi- biological terrorism a man in maine who became upset after being told he did not qualify for government benefits unleashed a cup of live bed bugs at a city office the incident took place friday afternoon and forced the evacuation of the augusta city center the building will be sprayed and a bed bug detecting dog service 
will inspect the building before reopening. Didn't know there was such. The man whose identity was not immediately available released the bedbugs after he was told by a city employee that he did not qualify for assistance. The bedbugs were in a cup, which the man slammed on the counter of the office, sending the bugs flying onto the desk and floor. The man said, if I'm going to be miserable, all of you are going to be miserable. So police caught up with the man and he signed a criminal complaint and a trespass order. Uh, More charges expected. Police say they were simply shocked at this one. Releasing bed bugs. It kind of reminds me of that scene from uh, uh, <laughs> what were the uh, McKenzie brothers from uh, SCTV? Brew. Yeah, Strange Brew. They're in the movie theater, and they have a jar of moths, moths. <laughs> and they open the jar of moths, and the, they flock to the uh, is projector. It not, is it just me where it's like uh, the dogs to sniff out? Uh, bed bugs, and then City Hall besieged by a flea issue. Like, it it just seems that, I don't know if bed bugs are attracted to dogs, or like it seems that, like, animals do tend to get bugs. Well, I mean, I think there must be, like, a, a insect dog sniffing union so that they have one one group of guys that do bed bugs and another group of uh, dogs to sniff for say we put uh, the dogs in plastic bags didn't work out on the first couple runs <laughs> but who walks around with a cup full of how bed did bugs? You, i want to know how the guy got the cup of bed bugs that's an interesting uh yeah it, i mean that's the determination that's he's pissed yeah, off i mean that's not like cup of soup cup of bed bugs in Maine, bless you too, is a robot priest that will forgive your sins. This holy robot questions the future of technology and the church. If you pay a visit to the German town of Wittenberg, you can receive a blessing from a priest, except in Wittenberg, the priest is a robot. To be fair, there are human priests in Wittenberg too, but the Protestant church in Hesse and Nassau recently built a robot priest to give blessings as part of a celebration of the 500th anniversary of the Reformation. The robot named Bless You Too has a touchscreen, glowing hands, and can forgive your sins in five different languages. He has been activated to help relieve the workload of busy priests. The robot is meant to start a debate about the future of technology in the church. 500 years ago in the same town, Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church door, and technology in the form of the printing press spread his ideas across the continent. Five centuries later, and new technology continues to shape our entire society, including our religions, in dramatic ways. How will the church adapt? Only time will tell. That's a thought-provoking news item. And the best part, it's safe for children. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Uh, no comment birmingham police sergeant finds one inch bolt in arby's sandwich a birmingham police sergeant is biting mad after he bit into a one inch bolt in his arby's classic roast beef sandwich sergeant patrick cosby said he doesn't know if the bolt was intentionally placed there because he's a police officer there have been similar incidents around the country in what officers feel is a continuing anti-police sentiment or whether it was a machine malfunction, which Arby's officials claim. But either way, he said it's unacceptable. I don't know how you make a sandwich with a bolt that large in it and not be intentional. A senior vice president for communications with Arby's Restaurant Group Incorporated provided the statement on the incident. 
We take this matter very seriously and conducted an immediate investigation. After reviewing video footage from our kitchen speaking with our team members, we are confident no one was targeted in this instance. We have a long-standing tradition of supporting our men and women in uniform, and we are currently working with the guests to resolve the matter. You Pizza how, parallel. You know how I they got do one. these limited editions now. You know, like uh, Arby's has got that um, uh, the pork belly sandwich. I don't know if you've tried this one. It's pretty dang tasty. Have you, you've heard the expression, don't bolt your food, though. I have not. But <laughs> maybe kinda... it was like a super limited run. You know, it was like <laughs> the cheddar bolt melt. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just for like one minute only. Uh, the pizza parallel is I knew a buddy working at one of the Southside uh, shops in Florida when their uh, oven started to fall apart, fall apart, and some s- screws and metal from the the uh, conveyor inside uh-huh. the oven had fallen down in the pizza and melted into the cheese, and uh, they served it. At the dine-in, and the customer came up and showed them here were pieces of wire and some screws that had fallen out of the oven into the pizza as it was was baking. And uh, the manager just comped their ticket, and uh, and it was over at that. And my friend's reaction was, you know, we're lucky we didn't get our butts sued. In a sue-happy society, a lot of people are just looking for an accident like that but honestly i understand accidents happen unless i physically hurt myself and had doctor's bills or something like that i, I you know i would probably let that go uh you've got a uh, steak and shake we did arby's you got a steak and shake story oh, over there yeah, yeah, we got kinda... here uh chattanooga yeah over the mountain uh waitress in chattanooga was fired and faces charges after serving a police officer. What what gall she had. Serving a police officer. <laughs> Next story. Uh, uh, investigators say the woman accidentally, I would hope it would be accidentally, uh, that would be stupid on her part, dropped a bag of cocaine into the officer's water. Oops. Whoopsie. <laughs> when taking his order at a steak and shake. Love the salt and vinegar fries. Those are so tasty. Um the woman who uh, called, uh, when called to the table, told the officer that the cocaine did belong to her, mistake number two, and it must have fallen from her waitress book into his drink, mistake number three. Whoops. She told the officer she would not give her hard-earned coke to anyone and asked him to please return it, as they were both professional and hard at work. The restaurant manager said he reviewed the video, and it says it did appear to be an accident. The woman faces many charges, including assault. It's unfair. And drug possession. Uh, the narcotics officer said this was the easiest his arrest of his entire career. Now, obviously, I would say I think it's pretty obvious that it was um, an accident because no respectable drug user is going to waste <laughs> their drugs. And no sensible person is going to intentionally drop drugs into a police no. officer's water. Can you imagine how that sickening feeling when she's like, where's my bag? Where's my baggie? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh no. But then But then to go she... up to him, that's just being a dunce right there. Um, she, yeah. At that point, he doesn't know. He knows it's somebody in that building, you know. And it must have been she must have tied a good knot. Because, you know, if it was not, you know, it's not a very soluble it's very soluble, I mean, you know, so it would have dissolved. So, I mean, she must have had a good knot going on there to keep it uh, waterproof. You know? Crazy. Yeah, I th- I think uh, maybe she, if she had 
played it right, she would have stepped back and stared at the ceiling. Like, Where did for, that come asked from? Asked for it back. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, sir, uh, uh, can I have my cocaine back? <laughs> we're both hardworking people. Well, you know how it is, man. Come on. We were here in Chattanooga doing our jobs. But. Uh, goodness. Maybe they went to high school together or used to do lines together. <laughs> Jeez. It's the Dark 30. It's speaking of strange on WWNC 570 AM, the talk of the mountains. I'm Vance Pollock, and uh, we got more naughtiness coming up on the Dark 30 in just a little bit. Stay tuned. Speaking of strange, it's the Dark 30. Did you people catch that? It's a punk rock version of the Grateful Dead. We like that. Sammy uh, dug that one up. He uh, likes to surprise us. We leave a couple blank spaces in the bumper field for uh, Dark 30 and see what we come up with uh, on the fly. What's your feeling? Yeah, yeah. We we were talking Grateful Dead during the the break between the hours, and uh, why not? Why not? A little punk, punk. I like to, out, I like uh, to try to surprise Dead. Vance too. I like to not tell him what's coming up. Yeah, something I I did not know about. You learn something new every time you listen to. <laughs> Speaking of strange, such as the woman <laughs> climbing into the doggy door, in through the doggy door, and drinking so their wine. A, <laughs> a thirty-year-old. Homeless woman is accused of entering a home through a doggy door meant for a full-size poodle and drinking four bottles of wine, Gainesville, Florida cops say. Homeowners in the middle of the night heard strange noises coming from their kitchen. The man went to investigate and found a woman on all fours in his kitchen. He asked her, who are you? And she barked at him like a dog. The man went back to his bedroom, locked himself in, and called police. She was not there when the police arrived. Responding officers later found the woman when she returned to the house later that night. She returned with a broken wine bottle. 
according to her arrest affidavit. I don't know, man. Did she I, make off with some wine, or did she spend that much time in the I've always in the house, like drinking it out of the dog it. bowl? I, out of the dog bowl. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I've always had a weird thing with doggy doors because, like, they let things in as well as out. You know, right? And not even like you know, always people because most grown adults aren't going to fit through a doggy door. But lots of animals that I wouldn't want in my house. With Possums and raccoons uh, in, yeah. in these parts. These here parts. <laughs> wandering in through the doggy door. Came in through the doggy door. In that was not a. Was that in through the doggy door? Could could be a song. I was thinking in through the outdoor, but. <laughs> Houston, Texas. It's a video that has now gone viral. A man on horseback recorded it while riding through a Southwest Houston Walmart store over the weekend. Uh, customers and even workers seemed shocked by the sight. There were actually two horses inside the store going up and down several of the aisles. I was just trying to make people laugh and smile, said the cowboy to people in the store filming the chaos. The man galloped away and is now an Internet celebrity. He spoke by phone to media and said that he and his friends ride every weekend, and they just wanted to try something different. We were just riding, and a buddy of mine was like, let's go to Walmart. And I was like, man, I'm not going to Walmart. He was like, come on, let's go. So we went. (laughs) I wasn't trying to hurt nobody or do anything destructive. It was just like you only live once, you know, that's all, the man said. YOLO. (laughs) YOLO. Walmart's corporate office issued a statement saying, we in no way condone the reckless stunt inside our store and are thankful no one was hurt by these actions. The Houston Humane Society issued the following statement on the incident. At minimum, riding a horse inside a store is incredibly irresponsible. This would be extremely stressful on any horse. Horses can easily become spooked, endangering not only themselves, but also any shoppers they might encounter. Uh, the Houston Humane Society urges all pet owners to think and act responsibly when it comes to the lives of animals in their care. Police are trying to figure out what charges have been violated. The men who so far have not been identified by police said he never inter- intended to hurt anyone and his horses are trained well. They didn't even poop in the store. We just went in there, uh, did the aisles and rode out, and never hurt anyone. None of the employees ever ordered us to leave. Everyone just kind of looked at us. In disbelief, riding your horses through a Walmart. Was it last week we had the dude wrestling a deer in the Walmart? Yeah. yeah. It would seem to me like, uh, it would, I don't know a whole lot about horse shoes, but like uh, if they were at a gallop or, you know, running into sliding out on the slick floor in there, you know? Yeah. Guess those greeters let anybody in, anything in. They still have greeters, right? Uh, I guess it depends on what. I don't go at normal people hours. I would just. I suppose the old old guy <laughs> who was greeting was just him. stunned at the. That's going to be me I remember one day. when. I remember when people took their horses into town to go shopping. Come on, uh, <laughs> Shelly, you ready? Lakeland, Florida, my hometown. A man's desire to eat pancakes in the middle of the road got him in trouble with the police. On Monday, Lakeland Police Department received a call that a man was sitting in the middle of a crosswalk eating pancakes on a small TV table. He was disrupting the flow of traffic by causing an obstruction. Police came to the area, yet the man had left prior to their arrival. A video of the incident was posted on Facebook, and the police were able to track down a 20-year-old man, uh, the flapjack eater. 
Police were not able to get there sooner due to a massive traffic jam the man had created that went for blocks in every direction. When they questioned the man, he admitted he ate the pancakes in the middle of the road as a prank. He said it would be funny for him to just set up a mini dining room and eat and see how mad people would get. He said it was really funny. Police informed him no one was laughing. The man was charged with obstruction in the roadway and disrupting the free flow of traffic. He will appear in court to answer for his fun, and he can see if the judge is amused. Here we go. Here's a speaking of strange for you, a little thought provoker. Why is it that there are so many pancake houses in Gatlinburg? What is it about Gatlinburg and pancakes and fudge? Like, there's an inordinate amount. Of pancakes going on in Gatlinburg. I'm, I'm nodding my head because it is crazy how it's many like, pancake houses there are. In, I in, like I like a pancake. Everybody, I think, from time to time enjoy it. But it's like there are several, many, many, just pan. It's like just. No, I'm surprised, and there may be. I'm surprised there aren't like uh, as street vendors doing pancakes in in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. But every other every other building is a pancake house. Yeah. In in Gatlinburg, but very strange. Recently, I had this intense craving for boysenberry syrup, which uh, you used to be able to get at the IHOP. You can't get it anymore. I could not locate boysenberry syrup whatsoever. So if anybody has a line on a guy, let Sam hook know. a fella up boysenberry up. boysenberry syrup. syrup. I, don't, I don't really have that craving right now, but you know how it is. Like you're just like I need it. Shelly, we got you on standby again for this one. Student accused of throwing pie at principal during graduation ceremony. As the Palatka, Florida high school principal, was handing graduates their diplomas, one of the students approached him armed with a pie, according to his arrest affidavit. Uh, when the police, when the principal saw the pie, he shielded his face with his arms, which took the pie hit. Uh, records show the student who had just graduated and had his diploma, was apparently surprised to be hauled to the pokey to eat some humble pie, telling officers it was just a senior prank. The arrest report said the 18-year-old... The the arrest report said that the 18-year-old told officers who thought you could get arrested for tossing a a Three Stooges whipped cream pie at the principal. The worst you should expect is to be yelled at. It's not like you can get detention or kicked out of school, but arrested? This country is crazy, the student told officers after he was arrested. No one has any sense of humor anymore. This was a whipped cream pie and a tinfoil plate, for goodness sake. Here's a little, uh, I used to be obsessed with the Stooges when I was growing up. And, uh, you know, those guys, a lot of times overlooked for their comedy. Like, uh, they were, they devoted to the craft. Those uh, pies that they would use, they had to reuse them, take after take. So the crew would scrape up that whipped cream off the floor, and it would have sawdust, nails, like a lot of. So by the end of the day, these guys are getting hit in the face with you know whipped cream pies, but they're really getting injured take <laughs> after take. Nasty yeah. whipped cream, but like Recycled. with like debris, rocks, pebbles, and <laughs> nails. And stuff. Good lord! Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, yeah, Florida. Graduation, why can't you slap the principal in the face? I mean, it seems kind of like... The, the, the sentence you just said, Florida graduation, why can't you slap the principal in the face? <laughs> exactly. Well, I can think of a couple reasons. <laughs> it's rude. <laughs> I mean, the pie, that's already kind of a jerk move. But Yeah. I, I kind of remember that like it, it's reminiscent, only the, the principal was in on it. 
in these cases where they would do like a, a fundraiser or a pep rally or something. If we win this football game, the, the principal's going to let you hit him in the face with a whipped cream pie. Dunking booth. Uh, or shave his head or dunking booth, things like that. Yeah, I, I guess the, the kid was kind of a jerk yeah, for disrupting a, graduation. I mean, do your stunt, you know, hold up your sign, drop trowel, do what you got to do. But, you know, don't take, I don't know. Point taken. Yeah. Right. Not, not nice not to nice. slap the principal in the face with a pie. Noted. Uh, in Baltimore. A woman faces several drug charges after police say she handed a detective a partially smoked blunt while getting out of a vehicle during a traffic stop. The detective pulled the vehicle over after noticing the driver failed to yield right away to another vehicle. After speaking with a driver and passenger, the detective noticed an odor of marijuana coming from inside the vehicle. The driver and passenger were asked to get out of the vehicle, and as they were getting out, police report the female driver handed a detective a partially smoked blunt and said, can you keep this for me till I get back in the car? <laughs> so it's Show, not just Joey, like that. In case asking. you don't know, a blunt is a marijuana cigarette wrapped in a cigar paper. A cigar paper. Just letting you know. Thank you. Okay. So there seems to be a theme of uh, ladies uh, entrusting their drugs to cops, uh, purposely or not, and then asking for them back. <laughs> Did a, well, what's the conclusion? Did he give it back? Uh, the woman was charged with possession with intent to distribute cocaine and heroin. Ooh, oh. so she went down a worse road after the vehicle was searched and uh, uh, worse things than a, a partially used blunt. You're here for the opium. You're here for the opium, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Just here for the cockfights. It's Speaking of Strange. We'll be right back. Speaking of strange, a good time, I guess, to mention that, uh, yeah, we're going to be on Holiday Road a little bit. Uh, we won't be taping uh, new episodes for a couple of weeks here. Next week, Sammy is going to be uh, on the high seas, and then uh, for a couple of weeks after that, I'm going to be uh, in Iceland. You're going to bring us back some uh, that uh, fi- that shark, that rotten shark? You want some to- rotten shark? We'll do a taste we'll testing a taste here test. in the studio. I- I'll try it. Yeah, I mean. I, oh. Would you eat rotten shark here in the studio? 
Is it? Is it? Oh, it's, it, it's got to be oh, it's better pungent. than that it's, gross fruit. No, I don't it, think so. It's horrible. It's absolutely atrocious. Then I mean, why? you will pro- if you were to eat it, I would suggest that you have like a, a bucket, Ch- a chum bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. It's it's just as bad as it sounds. Rotten shark. Ew. I well, think Andrew Zimmern uh, yeah. gagged on Zip. it. So, but I would like to say I tried it. It's an Icelandic. Uh, sure, I can buy delicacy. a little jar of it in the airport. It's a delicacy, and uh, it's very, very, very pungent. Is it shark or whale? It's shark. Okay. So you can eat whale. I can bring back a whale steak for you as, as Ooh, well. That'd be interesting. Well, how about like chocolate or some, <laughs> oh yeah 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 shelly shelly you get chocolate Thank their you. chocolate is very is very iceland good known for their chocolate they are uh, to icelanders <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, it's good chocolate. no vodka they, they've got, got a rake of vodka they they've got hey, a I'm lot okay of uh, the vodka. they've got a lot of beverages yeah I could bring you some little sampler bottles of all sorts of unique oh, Icelandic great. beverages and Not some chocolate and some rotten me. shark and some whale <laughs> hey. and some horse <laughs> Since we're talking about vacations, <laughs> the coin shop and Nevermore, we're closed the week of July the 4th. Okay. So, un-American. <laughs> just, you know. Just to keep in mind. Just to kind of get it all out Fourth there. Fourth of July weekend. Yes. Yeah, because you you do your family thing. And, and, we do. Uh, people don't have to uh, fret because you'll be back the next week. Exactly. Bigger and and bolder, and uh, like you were saying, when uh, when the shop is closed for a little bit, and uh, you reopen, it's it's busier than ever. It I mean, is a lot of energy ever. people running in there to to uh, buy and sell. Right, coin shop. Uh, get this: a dude who took off his swimming trunks and ran down a panhandle highway, yelling obscenities and punching cars. Later, told officers he dropped some acid. <gasps> After being repeatedly tased and taken into custody, the unidentified teen requested a blunt. Uh, Shelly, you learned what that meant last segment. I did. An orgy and several really hot women before asking officers if they were God. Record show. The man did that when he was on acid. The man demanded to be taken to a whorehouse before being taken to jail. He said it was his legal right. They really need to be like careful with that, though. I mean, because like, you, you don't know if somebody's on acid. Like, it doesn't show up on a test. Um, you know, if you are in it, you, you you don't. You're not operating. You're not in control of yourself, and you're mentally very fragile. Tasing a guy on that—that's probably going to be the worst episode of his life. Like, mm. I can only imagine how intensely awful that would be. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Being... And asking for whores in a blunt. While tripping is not the word. Did he attack the cops or anything, or was he just annoying them? I think he he was just a crazy teenager on acid. I, I think that's about pretty symptomatic. Oh yeah, yeah. We this, this one was in the pile last week. We didn't get to it. By all means, Sam. Okay, so this lady, she uh, had been in a Tibetan Buddhist monastery, living the holy life for forty-five years. Okay, well she uh, she now. Spends her weekends not meditating in the garden, but cavorting in latex at fetish clubs. For 10 years, Dom Cho Dyson's only habit was her plain religious robe. Get it? Her habit? Her habit? (laughs) But now she has swapped it for something a little more randy. She says a massage while on a trip to India reawakened her sexuality and turned her into Britain's naughtiest nun. 
And now after quitting her Buddhist monastery in France where she served the Dalai Lama, she spends her weekends at S&M fetish clubs. She said she was having a massage. She had an epiphany and suddenly a sense of the vitality within her body. And it was like, bam, now's the time I got to leave the monastery and engage in massive sex. Not just sex, massive sex. Uh, it wasn't until she ended up in London in 2011 and passed the window of a shop selling fetish clothing. She's like, wait a minute, hold on. Rubber could fill the Buddha-sized hole in my new life. And that's when she became a latex fetish queen. Uh, so, Just like that. Yeah. I mean, good for her, I guess. I mean, 45 years of serving the Holy One is, you know, she's put in her time. I say let the lady, she's probably old. I mean, she's only got a few years left. But <laughs> let, let her, like, you know, choke on a ball gag and... You know, wow. Well, I mean, she's doing what she loves. <laughs> be you. I'm just saying, be you, lady, and congrats for being you. Good, good on you. Rubber could could fill the, the Buddha-sized hole. Buddha-sized hole. I am keeping that as a soundbite. <laughs> <laughs> it has been. Speaking of strange, and. <laughs> time for a breather i'm gonna go take a I'm gonna fill that buddha sized hole <laughs> i'm gonna, gonna, gonna go take a hot shower and cleanse myself of all this nastiness Holy and water. uh we'll catch you folks on the rebound sometimes in the future thanks joshua p warren thanks brian hall mobius joshua dindy aaron lovin all you good listeners shelly sam thank you <laughs> You're welcome, bud. <laughs> yeah. Keep listening. Speaking of strange.